listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. I'm Jen Justice. And today, we are honored to have in studio with us the mayor of Riverside, Mayor Kathy Rose. Mayor Rose, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's great. And we get to, you know, I think it's almost been a couple of years we had uh, Mayor Boley on from Smithville, and it's just absolutely wonderful that you will come spend the time with us. We can talk about your wonderful city and all the um, uh, great things about it, why, what's going on in housing there, why, why people might want to move there, et cetera. So thanks so much for spending the time. And I would like to add that she is the chair of the Northland Regional Chamber of Commerce this year. So that's no small feat. So thank you for doing that as well. Well, thank you. And I've really enjoyed that. Oh, it is a great chamber. Yes. No, I, I absolutely enjoy being part of that chamber. And then uh, we do these uh, monthly mornings, which are a little early for me. But still, it's really great. Uh, I, that's my favorite part of it, I think. So. Um, well, let's jump right in and let's just talk about Riverside um, in general, uh, because we're going to have some listeners that don't even really understand like where Riverside is, what kind of rich history it has, that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about, you know, just the basics. Where are you, your demographics, that kind of stuff? Well, that's a great question. And let me just tell you that I, my role as mayor for the city of Riverside, I am their head cheerleader. And I love to go out and talk about our community. Riverside is six square miles. And our nighttime population is about, is a little over 4,000, but our daytime population with all the industry have we have is about 15,000. Wow. So we staff and provide services for that 15,000 24 hours a day. That's, uh, that's incredible. I didn't realize that it was, there was that much um, um, industry and, and business going on there. I knew a couple of big ones. But. We might have to ask Mayor DeLong to come because that's interesting you say that. And I only know a little bit about North Kansas City because my husband's a police officer there for the last three decades. But similar. There's a lot of yes. similar. And I know you guys partner on a lot of stuff too, like police and, you know, you guys help each other out because you're both real close to each other and then those small towns. So that's cool. That's well, correct. Let, let's talk about that. Where is Riverside? So we are located just north of uh, downtown in, um, uh, in Platte County. And uh, we have been incorporated since 1951. And so really not that old of city. However, we do have a rich history. We were established by the Hopewell Indian tribe, and that was B.C., and it was, uh, you know, they camped along the river there. They had the burial mounds. So we have a lot of that type of history as well. And then, of course, Lewis and Clark went through Riverside right there on the Missouri River, and uh, then we have ton of early 19th century uh or, yes uh, uh history with tom pendergast 20th century with the uh, the uh, racetrack uh the horse racetrack that was in the sting the movie the sting oh yeah yes that was that was filmed here yes wow. was that part of big johnny pete's operation it's um uh, part of it yes uh-huh, uh-huh. yes I, I did not know i'm quasi related to him not like actual relation but like friend family thing um, because his son owns Liberty RV, and that's my husband's best friend. 
Absolutely. The, 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 <laughs> so the, I uh, know more than most. Yes, absolutely. The um, the Filgers and the uh, Brenners, uh, those are all-time names. And, and then the we, rules. And the rules. And then we also have a real rich history in the bottomlands down by the um, um, river. It was all established by the Belgian farmers and... Um, uh, the Gieskis, the Lahamadus, those those old family names are very, very popular. You know, it, it, I have to go back to you saying it was the racetrack and the sting because uh, maybe I'm showing my age, but uh, and for those of you that don't know that movie, it's Paul Newman, Robert Redford, mm-hmm. uh, and I forget the actress's name. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't watch, watch movies movie. or TV. But I can tell you, you, this is one of the classics that actually holds the test of time. Because I actually just watched it like two or three months ago. You can write it down for me. I'll yeah. I'll try. The Sting. It's a pretty good. The uh, name of the stadium was Riverside Downs, really? and that's what they talk about. Yeah. Riverside oh Downs. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, especially being affiliated with John and all of that, that would sing my heart song a little bit. And yes. Margaret, obviously. Yes. So. so that's really really cool. I didn't know that. That's just absolutely fantastic. Um, so I know that there has been. Uh, well, you know what? Before we get into housing in general, uh, I, if we start talking about Riverside and we talk about its rich history, we talk about some of the more modern history of Riverside uh, because, uh, you know, there's many people of my generation, uh, older, and then I guess there's a whole new generation learning about it. But, I mean, you know, you can't say Riverside if you didn't live in Riverside without saying Red X for about 35 or 50 years. Uh, so Red X was established before the city was even incorporated. Really? So, yes. So it is one of our oldest. That and Eagle Animal Hospital was established oh, yeah. before uh, the city was established. So those those are longtime businesses that were there. And, and the story is the reason that Riverside became Riverside is because there was a rumor that the city of Kansas City was going to come in and try to incorporate us. And so... Um, Ed Young, who owned the uh, Red X, and um, Tom Noyes, who had um, uh, Eagle Animal, they few a few of them got together and decided to go approach the county and um, uh, establish a charter for our city and our city limits, so that that would not happen. Wow, that's interesting because you know when we start talking about you know modern day housing, and one of the things that's very attractive about Riverside, or a combination of two things, is its proximity to downtown. Correct. In the fact that it's not Kansas City and there's not an earnings tax involved. That is correct. I, I want to uh, jump in with our topography as well. I mean, Riverside, we are, it's beautiful, uh, established greenery, hills, rolling structures. And then, of course, our city has kind of the valley. And then, of course, one of the impediments has been the river and then the flooding that we've had. We had the Great Flood of 51, and then we had another, the Great Flood of 93, 93 which yeah. devastated our community. But since then, we have built a 500-year levee, and that has really helped uh, us to be able to have development now and of the, in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, showing my age, but at 93, I remember pretty distinctly. So um, so I, I guess it kind of took away some of the thunder, but um, let's talk about um, what 
the things are, if you're just looking, you know, let's say you're moving, you're new to the city and you don't have any particular opinions about any particular neighborhoods. I mean, when I say city, I'm talking about the metropolitan area now. So we're going, you know, all the way from Olathe and beyond, you know, over past Lee Summit up to Liberty, uh, up to the airport, uh, which is Platte City, you know, all of that, just massive land area that we have. And you're looking at, uh, do I want to live in um, Kansas City, the south side, the north side? Do I want to live in any of these cities I just mentioned? What is it that... Uh, if I was looking at Riverside, I would note as, I mean, these are real positives. This is my favorite question. (laughs) People are choosing Riverside now after so many years. I have been the mayor for 18 years, and they are choosing to locate in Riverside for my top four reasons. Number one is location. We are, I call us the 15-minute from anywhere city. Number two is our low tax base. And you mentioned it, no e-tax. We do not have uh, property tax, and we do not have personal property. You pay county, but you do not pay city. So no city add-on. So when you're comparing apples to apples, you're going to have property tax, but it's going to be lower than any, and I think most, of the cities who add part of their levy onto the property tax. Correct. And then we have a fairly low sales tax. Right now, I think our sales tax is 7.1. Oh, um, wow, that is lower. Most of them are around 10 now, aren't they? Well, and then we'll have, uh, we have a couple areas that have a CID that it may jump up to 8. But, yes, it is. Computer, uh, community Improvement District, yes. for those following along yeah. with CID yeah, and our realtor acronyms yeah. over here. That's awesome. And, That's you know, one of my favorite things about Riverside because I've I've seen a lot I used to work at Corner Cafe I started there when I was um, young I know the rules and Heck, I didn't even know that yeah so I waited tables there because it was one of the places that you could work under 18 because you didn't have to have a liquor license and not only that they have a wide array of times that you can work which for a kid going to school is very advantageous and I'm sure a lot of people got their start at Corner Cafe honestly the rules have been very generous with that but I love to see the change and the economic development and I know you have a lot of projects coming up Tell us what some of your favorite things that are on the horizon are. Well, that's an interesting word that you just used, horizons, because our business park uh, off of uh, 635 and 9 is called Horizons. And I, I tell you, I have a picture in my office of a door and a person standing in the door looking out in a field. And that is exactly what I had happened to me many years ago when I first started in 2006 as the mayor of imagining what that could look like. Right now in that industrial area is about a billion dollar worth of investment, four million square feet of industry, and over 4,000 jobs that have been created. Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you're standing down there. I I couldn't have put a time frame on it, but I definitely know of that um being a fields so and uh i even am aware of a a company that has a huge uh transportation warehouse down in there and so of course argosy is right there well we we you know we we were talking about the red x and we gave them a good shout out we we talked a little bit about the corner we should have given them a a shout out as well uh and and the animal hospital but but uh eagle but uh uh a little bit near and dear to my heart is uh, the casino that came in. And that had to have 
changed the flavor of what Riverside was able to do uh, and and uh, put it on the map in more people's minds than it already had been, I would think. Absolutely. My mother was the mayor prior to me, and my mother negotiated the best gaming contract in the state of Missouri. And it, that the casino has absolutely changed um, everything about what's happened to our community. And that was a struggle for my mother because my mother was very, she had problems thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to create more issues with our community and, you know, the social aspects yeah, of all no, of that. No, I remember when uh, casinos were coming in, there was a lot of concern about um, problem gambling, a lot of concern about crime, public drunkenness, those kinds of things. Um, you know, which I suspect have gone up, but probably nowhere near to the extent that the fear was out there. In um, it so truly I, didn't happen to anything that anybody ever thought of or imagined because they just did not know, and it has not happened. But the gaming tax that we receive, the city of Riverside receives off the casino, has allowed us because we don't get property tax right. and other things like that. That that we have been able to utilize that for all the capital improvement structures that the city had. In 93, when my mom negotiated that contract, we, we were not on sewers. We did, our streets were all in disrepair. I mean, it was a lot of infrastructure that we used that money for. Uh, our city hall was just bursting at the seams. And so we were able to build community centers, parks, trails, you name it with that money. And when did Park Hill South come into the picture? Because that's not that old... 19, in my mind, believe it or not, I think the first class for Park Hill was 98. No, Park Hill South. Park Hill South, 98. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, and so man, part of the reason why about feeling old, but part of the reason why I say that's near and dear to my heart is, is this is something that you may not have known, Jen, but I actually was an employee of Argosy and opened that boat. I know that. Did you know that? Yeah. And, uh, and of course, I know you were a dealer. I, I love saying that. I love saying that. Right? What did you do for? Well, I was a dealer I was for a, a while. Dealer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Eric worked his way up the ranks of the Argosy Casino right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that layer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it was an interesting experience. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's you know in the mid '90s and. Uh, uh, I was a much younger man, uh, as, as, as math will tell you. And, and uh, <laughs> let's not talk about being old today. I already started down that path and uh, asking the Park Hill South question. So, but uh, yeah, no, and and so you know, my wife still works in Riverside, uh, and I, of course, as a realtor, work a variety of places, and and uh, as well as Riverside. And um, I've owned lots of property in Riverside. All right, over time, yeah. So I don't think I, I don't think I have any now. I'm trying to rack my brain, but I don't have any now. I've sold. I've been very blessed to be able to sell those to the people that were in them as a rule. So that's been good because they've wanted to stay in the community and it's just worked out for me that, you know, I can take a little bit less money, put those people in the house, make them homeowners and, and roll that forward. So I love that. One of the, Several of them were on high drive. Absolutely. And funny story. So I talk about Johnny Pete. One of the houses I sold on high drive was Willard, and I don't know if you know who Willard was or not, but one of the houses was a house that they had Willard in on High Drive. So we can talk about that after the podcast. But it was like, it it was so, when I was down at the car wash one day, which is owned by the Filger family there, um, I was talking to John as he got older, you know, he would talk about things. And so he was like, 
well, Jen, you know, that was Willard's house. And I'm like, well, tell me about Willard. And so he tells me all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is like, so we, we really searched that house to see if we could find our gold. <laughs> well, my parents' home is on high drive. So. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I, I think I've shown two or three homes on high drive. It's uh, a neat I know. Little... It's. Um, while while I'm doing this, why don't you start looking up some of the Riverside stats? I already have them. Do you have them in front of you? Mm-hmm. All right. But I do. Before we get to that, uh, I wanted to um, kind of mention that um, what's really neat <clears throat> that you get to see on a smaller level, but all the great cities do this uh, depending on their population size. And as a matter of fact, smaller cities, I think, have a much tougher time doing it which is the, the true vision of uh, growth for community positiveness. So when your mother was contemplating and then finally making an agreement with a large casino company, uh, which now has been merged with a massive casino company, um, and uh, um, then the vision of bringing in industry, particularly, by the way, geographically in areas that didn't affect residential, um, your residential population in the slightest, um, to, to bring this economic growth, um, the reason that's important when you start looking for uh, setting up shop long term as a homeowner this is because that affords the amenities and also brings in other businesses that support, say, a transportation warehouse. So because of that in Riverside, and you mentioned this, but this is probably the part that our listeners are, are most interested in, is you're able to do community projects, community centers, parks. Let's talk about those for a little bit because you've got some pretty neat parks in Riverside. Yes, we do. We, um, I'm very proud of everything that we have uh, invested in as far as bringing quality of life to our community. And we have a lot of programming and a lot of parks and trails. In fact, we've got a huge trail network that weaves in and out of Riverside that you can get to a whole lot of different other places. The Line Creek Trail is one of them that begins in Riverside and goes all the way to 152. I mean, it's amazing uh, the people that are utilizing um, those trails on bike or walking. Also, our park at E.H. Young Park next to the casino, we reimagined that just a few years ago and put about a $3.5 million investment in it. It's got eight pickleball courts. It's got a dog park. It's got... That's a fan. I love going to that park and uh, when I have time and I'm in this area of town and I have to eat lunch on the go, I'll grab lunch and I'll go sit in the, in the park and eat it. And I, I spent a lot of time in that park. It's wonderful. It is. And it sits right on the river. And we are getting ready in our next budget. Our budget year is from July to June. So and next year, 24-25, we will be doing the next phase at E.H. Young Park. And we're going to figure out some way to engage the river. And I'm not sure what more, that looks like. More than like. just the walkway, which yes. is fantastic, by the way. Correct. I mean, that's where I'll hang out. So Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, other sort of quality of life projects that are going on for your residential population. Um, there's the uh, uh, there's the library, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, that's so cool. That's a project near and dear to my heart. The Mid-Continent Public Library will open in May of 24. It'll be just a, a, a tad smaller than the current location, but it's going to be light and bright and inviting and welcoming, and it's going to be everything that I wanted it to be for our community right in the center of town. Do you know if they're going to have a specialty thing at that library like they do at the one off Green Hills? They will not. Okay. It will just, just be, curious. It will just be a library that welcomes any anybody and everybody that's awesome though because they will have you know internet access computer access all of those things Um, and I know they had them at the other one but I'm sure this one will be greatly expanded but that's one thing people you know maybe take for granted is hey my computer's not working and I can't do x y and z well the library has amazing resources and great internet for you to do that you know another thing about uh, mid-continent um which is um Having it out there where it's going to be, which is right there on the the main corner there in the center of yes, town. Yes, thank you, Quick Trip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The old Quick Trip location Selling for those. Selling the Quick Trip to knows, the library yeah. or helping out. Um, is 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 that it brings visibility that a library exists, and I think a lot of people have forgotten how great libraries are. And for those of you who are listening that are old curmudgeons like myself, uh, that that think that you have to go to the library to get the benefits, that's not even true. Um, so I stopped buying Kindle books and everything I want to read, even the newest stuff I can get for free digitally from the library. I check it out digitally and I can read it on a reader or I can read it on a Kindle. What's the name of that app? They have that app. Libby. Libby. Thank you. Yeah. So, so just having that library there as a reminder in a, in a, in a great location uh, even if people aren't walking in, which they should because they're kind of fun and they'll help you get all that set up. They're wonderful in the, in the mid-continent system. Uh, I think it's just doing your community a huge service to say, hey, look, money's tight. So stop spending your money on your entertainment when you can get your at least this version of your entertainment. You, oh, by the way, movies too. Get for free. So there will be trail accesses from two or three different directions to get to the library so that you will not even have to encounter a car. So there will be either trail or sidewalk get you there. We have low-income apartments surrounding all around that area that a lot of children have access to it. That's awesome. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, there's that little park that's... um, Brenner Brenner. Yeah, that's also a nice little park. You guys have done really well. I'm just... just well, I feel like I'm blubbering an here. Uncovered gym, yeah. Riverside, well, Missouri. Friends. Just a little note about Renner Brenner. We are just now in the design phase of a new million-dollar skate park. Oh my God! We have a skate park there, but we are reimagining it. And we went over, and I engaged the the, and I say the um, don't say kids and skateboards anymore because I have uh, when I had an open house there, it was ages eight to sixty that came and, and gave input about the design and feel of what the new skateboard park should oh, look yeah. like and it was amazing to me and so i engaged some um, older teenagers young 20s to come in and actually sit down at the table and tell us oh, what this awesome. would look like that that's awesome and yeah skateboarding is not 10 year olds anymore i mean no. tony hawk who's the the face of skateboarding i think he's i don't know how old he is now is he in his 40s I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, lots of people skateboard, right? It's kind of like uh, 
uh, it's kind of like computer gaming, right? It's no longer just teenagers sitting on the couch. There's there's whole systems of adults doing it because they grew up with it. So so let's chat about real estate in Riverside. Hey, I think we should. I yes. think that, you know, as I think there's an expectation that we'll talk a little bit about real estate. So one of the things I love about Riverside is that there is a wide array of diverse housing, and I mean, there's rentals that are still quote unquote affordable. Um, they may be full most of the time and on waiting list, but then there's also still that entry level housing all the way up to I'm looking at right now. And of course the housing market's still pretty tight as a rule. So those people are probably not listing and selling their homes with those entry level homes because they're locked into those amazing two and three and 4% interest rates. And now we're looking at sevens and eights. So I just pulled up some quick stats. My active listings in Riverside are only five. So there's only five homes for sale in Riverside right now at this very moment. And they range from 799000 to it's probably the, $1.1 million. Yeah. So that's probably a lot of that new construction, the Palisades and... Uh, uh, Montebella and Montebella. the Palisades. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So I now, mean, when we go to the pending, we we have one at four hundred, which is a little bit above your entry level. So somebody snatched that one right off the shelf, as is the case with most entry level homes. Still, people snatch those yeah. right off the shelf. Um, and then when I get down to my solds, I've got a sold starting at two thirty five. So that would be my solds within the last uh, six months, I believe. So again, diverse range of housing available in Riverside. Absolutely. We have all price points, as you just said. The older housing um, is just, abs- it's being bought up for, uh, well, first of all, it was filled with older people, older people like my parents' age that have now either gone to nursing homes or have passed, and they're being backfilled with young families. Right. And in fact, in Gatewoods, the subdivision right there behind the post office, we had two homes, and those are probably three to 450 somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Those price ranges, they were on the market for less than 48 hours. We've got some affordable housing or attainable housing in in Gatewoods, too. It looks like Gatewoods has several things that have sold that were in that um, entry level, what's now considered entry level price range. But I love Indian Hills. I've sold a lot of houses in there over time. And you've got some new ones. And then you've got those older ones that people are popping in and, and redoing. So it's re- it's really exciting to see for me. So that's what we're seeing in the older neighborhoods. Indian Hills is on one side of the city on the hill. The high drive area, which and neither one of them are subdivisions. They're just right. They're just named. Okay. So we have a lot of infill, a lot of lots that you know they're throwing up four hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes on homes that were around you know at some point that were two hundred. Well, they were probably a hundred back. Back in the day. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I I think Riverside's seeing the exact same thing that we see most places, if not all places throughout the city is, you know, I think the um, median or average home sale in in the Kansas City metro right now is uh, is popped up well over 300,000, like 350. It's about 350. Yeah, Yeah. is it that high? Mm -hmm. And so anything really underneath that that's been well kept, even if it's not updated, if it's been well kept, they go pretty much to the snap of a finger. And of course, you know, you add all the benefits that Riverside might have for um, uh, tax base and for uh, proximity, et cetera. 
amenities, yeah, those I would assume uh, go just as fast, if not faster, than anywhere else in the city in those price ranges where people are trying to get into their first homes. So let's talk about those amenities. We offer free trash, free recycling, free composting. Why am I we, not living in Riverside? We offer, we pay three-fourths of your gym membership. The city subsidizes to the YMCA. So you, whether you live in an apartment or a home, so you can get it. So a family, I have a family membership to the Y. It costs me $128 for six months. Is that the one over? You can go to any, any Y. Any of them? Any oh. Y. Oh. Or we also do that with the city of Gladstone with their community center. So, and before. Trying to keep our residents healthy. I like it. Absolutely. That's, that's. We, I'm awestruck. That's incredible. You're selling and, today, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Let's, Kathy, you're going to have a new resident right yeah, here. I mean, a, he's yeah. going to have to, we're going to have to sell some houses here for him to get to this 800, but we got that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've done my big expensive house and downsized on purpose, so it's going to be hard for me to do that again. That's a three bedroom. Yeah, that's right. So at our community center, which we are just getting ready to redo when it closes this weekend, we are starting a um, a new renovation at the uh, pool with a new splash pad that will open next May and expanding the pool. We give free swimming lessons to Riverside residents through the Y. Yeah, well, and in there, I think you tossed out like free composting. And I'm like, number one, I want to know how that works. And number two... Right. We've had so many discussions recently about garbage disposals and uh, and sewers and sewer inspections and septic tanks. How many times a week does your uh, trash service go out of curiosity? Once or twice? Just once. Every Friday. Did it used to go twice? No. Okay. North Kansas City used to go twice a week. And I'm going to tell you that when they took that as a, a feature and benefit of the city of North Kansas City, there was a very loud public outcry that we are not going to have trash service twice a week. So I was just curious since, because North Kansas city is 4.4 square miles and you said six square miles when we were chatting. So I'm just all these things in my brain and I'm like, and I knew they were kind of similar in different ways because you both have the casinos and all of this kind of thing. So I know all of these things, but then for, for you to say them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, so yeah. awesome. I, I, yeah, no, it's just you are literally blowing me away. I I don't know why I don't know this, so I'm a little bit, but uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I I'm literally He's speechless. Yeah, which over there. to tell you that He's never happens. So, <laughs> Kathy, tell us something that our listeners might not know that they should know about Riverside that you haven't already mentioned. Well, again, we are in this unbelievable transformation on a whole lot of levels. And, you know, the Kansas City Current put the training facility down off of 635 and 9 for the women's soccer team. Yeah, that's right. And it is, we are guaranteed a team of great aptitude to be placed there for the World Cup. So that's so exciting. In 2026, we are going to have a major team plus 10 to 15,000 of their fans. And right on the riverfront. In a beautiful location. Yes. Yeah, I had forgotten about that as well. So, not only is that the practice facility there, uh, and we can talk about just the amazing, uh, just sort of the, the, way we're dealing with the current and, and how amazing it is for sports in general to say nothing of women's sports. Um, but uh, 
the World Cup. And I know that, you know, your involvement in economic development councils and chambers and whatever, I know you've been heavily involved in all of that. Uh, and I, I think a lot of uh, Americans who are not a soccer fans uh, or, or football, as they will call it when they come, uh, don't understand the impact that's going to have in, in our city. I think they're getting it, though. Yeah, it's in, it's going to be incredible. And you have been a part of that uh, all the, all, you know, from the beginning. So, you know, I can't I guess for for the city and myself, thank you so very much, because yeah, it's a big deal. And I'm glad to see that that you guys are going to get a team there. And what that means to for people is, is that. These teams will come in from all over the world, but then they're and then they they practice for a long period of time. They have games over a long period of time. All the while, they're using this a particular facility, so they'll be using the current practice facility. But then they bring fans with them. Fans travel with them for that entire period. So if you've got the Brazilian soccer team, you've got 25,000 fans that want to watch them practice soccer every day. It's nuts, right? I mean, it's like the Super Bowl every day. And so uh, pr- pretty cool stuff. And, and, and we'll be seeing that all over the city. Well, uh, people but- need to mark their calendars. June 11th through July 19th of 2026, Kansas City will be like they've never imagined. And just getting your head wrapped around that is a lot. And everything that that means for transportation and security and just a whole lot of things. I'm right. thinking take the NFL draft and multiply that times 50, 100 does anybody remember there was a, a rock band, U2, that did a video in Kansas City one morning after our concert here? And they're like, oh, we could shoot a music video here because they love the downtown skyline. And our city was a crawl that morning because the city had agreed to let them block off some of the loop. Uh, and, and I remember that day as just being one of the most miserable transportation days the city has ever seen because nobody was prepared for it. Nobody realized it was happening. It's going to be like that every day. So if we're prepared for it, it won't be so bad. I think we're doing a better job preparing. And I love the opportunities that we've had previous to that with the draft and with the Super Bowl parades. And now with, you know, we had the Royal several years ago. Hopefully we can have something coming (laughs) with that, right? Uh, To the Northland is what we're all... I, I guess we're, I say we're all hoping, but my husband's a cop in North Kansas City. And to be fair, he's like, I don't want that here. <laughs> so he's the only one. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it, it we've had a lot of practice now and we're really growing into this amazing city and all of these amazing suburbs that we have, like Riverside, North Kansas City, Smithville. And it's just a very well, Don't cool leave the time. South out. There's some cool suburbs out there, too. I'm not as familiar with them, so throw right, them out, right. Eric. So, I mean, you know, you've got Miriam and Prairie Village. and That's on and the Kansas side. On the Missouri side. <laughs> you've got Raytown and Independence and Lee Summit. You've got some great stuff out there. And Lee Summit's got a lot going on, too. We've got a uh, realtor mayor out there, Bill Baird. So, um Shout out to Bill. He's done amazing yeah, things in so. Lee Summit. So if we missed you, we're, we would love you too. I love the south of the city too. And we're just very excited to be a part of this and seeing this blossom. It's really cool. And I'm really glad to have Kathy because she's just an amazing ambassador for the Northland. She's an amazing ambassador for the chamber. And I mean, anything that you do, you're just beautiful and awesome at. Well, thank you for that. But I tell you what, I think the whole Kansas City region and that that is, a you know, even over into Kansas, the two million people that that, that impacts, we've got a great synergy, a great vibe, and 
and a, a lot of great things going on all over, and we just need to take advantage of it. But we need to be so welcoming to all of these people that are going to be coming in and visiting this community in this area that when they get done with World Cup or whatever they're here for, they say, wow, that was a great experience, and I really want to come back. It doesn't cost you anything to put a smile on your face. Absolutely. And give them that Midwestern smile. All right, Mayor Rose, we're running out of time, so I'm going to hit you up with the last question we ask everybody, some version of it. So what is the craziest or coolest thing you've seen uh, in Riverside when it comes to residential real estate and housing? Just the transformation of the housing. My mother, who was the mayor 16 years before me, would never believe that we have a $2.2 million home in Riverside. And do you know what was on that before it was built? Nothing. It was just a vacant piece of land. Have you seen any really cool transformations of any of the old houses that you can think of? I'm sure you have, but it may be hard to call a specific example. I mean, again, you talked about Indian Hills, and those are just real sustainable housing. You know, there are a lot of ranches, a lot of brick that they've just oh, been the able to brick is beautiful absolutely so no not not so much historical things but just just really just people that have just invested or reinvested in making just really corner cafe is not a residential piece of real estate but to have watched what they have done there and turned that into their headquarters that's been pretty cool to see Absolutely. And then, of course, the last big announcement that I will make is that we are in a lease agreement with Live Nation for them to put in a 16 to 18,000 seat arena, amphitheater, not arena, amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater. So stay tuned. Can you tell us where it's going to be? It will be off of um, 635 and 9 in Horizons. Okay. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that was How awesome. many seats? Between 16 and 18,000. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. And I you know, I don't think I I was going to end, but I got to say this. People don't understand how big that is because you're talking about an outdoor amphitheater, right? That's correct. How close that is to the city. I mean, the only other outdoor amphitheater we have is the one out in Bonner Springs. Correct. And that's a drive. And it's wow. not new. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. This will be state of the art with a with a cover. Oh my Ooh, goodness. Man. All right, if there it is. If you're not listening, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, everybody. Uh thanks so much for listening, Mayor Rose. Thank you so much for being here. Another fantastic episode of Get Real KC. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.